Rava. Embrace the chaos. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Drinks with Dads presented by Rava. This week, we're featuring an on-location conversation, so to speak. Earlier this summer, Joe traveled to Michigan to spend some time with family, and he took that opportunity to sit down with Nick Millidor, an orthopedic surgeon by trade and the father of two. They huddled around one microphone while enjoying some lake views and a couple drinks, and the result is another insightful conversation about dad life. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Drinks with Dads. Uh, I'm Joe Walla, co-founder of Rava, and I have here uh, my family member Absolutely. and one of my best friends, uh, Nick Millidor. Hey, Nick, how's it going today? Good. Uh, I'm Nick Millidor. Thanks for having me. This is uh, this is exciting and uh, looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, thanks. So, you know, we're here today just to, to talk a little bit about what it means to be a dad, um, what being a dad means to you, how you approach it what your experience has been, what it was leading up to it, just so, you know, as other dads are listening to it, they get ideas or learn something, how they want to handle it and, and take from you what, what you've learned over that time. So, you know, we're doing this from lovely Michigan in front of the lake, sunset, drinking, what are we drinking? We have uh, casino cocktails that my wife, Julia, uh, just mixed up for us. Thanks, so, Julia. Yeah, thanks, Julia. Um, it's, uh, it's gin. Luxardo, the Maraschino Luxardo liqueur, and uh, lemon, and you can probably hear her doing the dishes now. So, yeah, it's very good. Very good. Um, helps things flow. So, uh, just tell me a little bit about yourself first. You know, who are you? What do you do? Tell me about your kids. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, like Joe said, we we live in Michigan. Um, we live on a lake. Uh, I'm an orthopedic surgeon. My wife's a vascular surgeon. So fairly busy in careers. Um, I have a daughter that's three years old and a son that's one. Um, and they, and we have a nanny that helps us on a day-to-day basis, except for weekends. Two dogs, Alfie and Moose. So Alfie uh, just came in. Yeah. Hi, Alfie. Dude. What's up, dude? Yeah. Awesome. You know, for me, this is fun. Nick, uh, is unique in the fact that he's a very good friend, but also a family member. Um, Julia, my cousin mm-hmm. um, married Nick, so now he is part of you know what we term the Yang Gang. Um, so it's nice uh, just to have someone who's a family member that is also a friend uh, as well. So uh, you know, for me, I think Nick is is an amazing dad. I think you know, looking at him with with Aiden and Nico and everything that he does, very engaged. So for me to talk, you know, to talk to someone who is a surgeon who's very busy um, and and loves what he does, but at the same time is also very present and engaged. I think it's, you know, really, it'll be really interesting to hear kind of how you thought things and approach things. So it's going to kind of go through some questions that we have in the structure just to kind of outline it. The first one here is really, you know, what did it feel like when you first found out that you were you're going to become a dad and like what what were those emotions what did you think what was going through your head do you remember um, oh, I, I remember and this is actually a great story okay. this is this is a oh, great God. story so um we were at the we were at a casino 
And <laughs> yeah. uh, you know so you're no, at, I oh, don't. God, great. Don't. Yeah. So, and Julia kept like going off to the non-smoking section. I'm like, what the heck is she doing? You know, <laughs> like what is she doing? So like all night she's like going off to the smoking section, and we get in the car and we're driving back to our house. And this is obviously pre-kid, so it's late or whatever. And she's like, let's stop at a let's stop at a local grocery store to get to get a pregnancy test. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so obviously, you know, my nerves are, you know, through the roof and going into this place. I felt like I was like, you know, a teenager going right. to do something bad. That's basically right. what I felt like. You so. were trying, you were trying. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, okay. we were, yeah, we were trying. And, uh, but still it was, it was just, it was, it was still like kind of nerve wracking. And so we got back to the house and, um, I was taking a shower and she's like, I'm pregnant. And like, my first reaction was like. Uh, we need to retake a test in the morning because <laughs> I was I was in disbelief, like I couldn't believe that it happened. Um, and uh, then obviously the excitement uh, came after that. But uh, Julia will never let me live that first sentence down. So choose your first sentence wisely when your wife tells you what. <laughs> let's take another one. So let's, we we should wait, sleep on it, take another test in the morning. Okay. Did she have to go back in and buy a second? No, okay. no. I, yeah, I think whatever. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely pregnant. So, um, but yeah, that's that's the story of how we first found out. So, okay, so you took a second one in the morning, mm -hmm. right? True to your request. What did you feel at that moment? Okay, so it's okay, cool. Now we're we're pregnant here. Yeah, you know. I mean, your whole world just is flipped up. Is going to be flipped upside down. I think that was like the feeling that I had: excitement, um, nerves. Like, what are we going to do? How are we going to get through this? Like, obviously, people have gone through it before us. We can do it. Holy crap, this is like really happening, you right? Know? And um, so we were very excited to tell people. Yeah. So we we told people pretty much like right away. Um, could not keep it a secret. Yeah. Because we were very excited. And then as soon as we found out the gender, we told everybody. And then as soon as we picked a name, we told everybody. I feel like those last two steps were almost simultaneous. I feel like yeah, right. right away we knew it was a girl. We knew it was Aiden, right? Yeah, like exactly. And I, you know, for us, we followed with Leo. We sort of followed that same mantra of like, you know, when we find out we're gonna have a name and we're gonna tell people. Yeah. So you pick so many names, and Julia's mom's a school teacher. So the joke was, you know, any name we come up with, she's gonna be like, oh, you can't name your kid that because I had a student, you know, in nineteen, you know, ninety six that. Said something, yeah. you know, and that was their name. It's like peed their pants all the time, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, no, we're just going to, as soon as we land on a name that we like, we're picking it and we're going with it. Yeah, I love that. And I, you know, I think it's so true, right? You just, the flood of emotions when you first find out is you just don't know how to handle it, right? It's crazy. It's, it's every emotion at once. Right. Right. It's like, it's everything. It's excitement. It's fear. It's like, holy moly, I cannot believe that this is happening. Like, what are we going to do? And, you know. Nine months is a long time. Yeah. So you work through that again and again and again. Um, but it was, yeah, it's, 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 it's all of the emotions all at once. So there's not, there's probably not a single one that, that gets, that gets left out. Yeah. How do you, how, when you found out about Nico, do you think it different? I was, the same? I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was pumped. I mean, I, so for the first one, everybody like wants whatever. I, I don't really care, but like everybody wants like sure. a specific most people want a specific gender, I think, deep down. Like, oh, I mean, I'd rather have a girl rather than a boy. Sure. You know, whether they say that or not. So for the first one, I actually wanted a boy, right? That's all I know. I have two brothers, grew up in a house, a lot of, lot of 
testosterone, a lot of boy stuff, right? Yep. And then um, we had Aiden, and it was unbelievable. Like, it was unbelievable. Being a girl dad was like my new personality. Yeah. Right? And Defines then, you. It's yeah. Like part of it, you so, know. So then for the second one, I, was like, I want another girl. Oh. Yeah. Because I was like, I've been through it. I know what it's like. I enjoy it. Like, it was great. Um, and then we had Nico. So it was great. It was, it was awesome. I'm going to ask you in 15 years if you are still happy that you have one of each or if you absolutely. would have really had two girls. Of, yeah, absolutely. I'm happy that I have one of each. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously you'd be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So when you're going through this journey of getting ready, right, you talk about nine months, it's a long time, and there's so much to go through and do. From a getting prepped standpoint, how did you guys go about getting prepared from a like a gear perspective, stuff that you need to take care of the child, like yeah. you, her, yeah. everyone, I mean, parents, recommendations? My wife is incredible at planning, right? Yeah. You know, you being in the family, you know, but... Yeah. That, if you need if you need something done, you call Julia. <laughs> exactly. That's what you do, right? You know, and uh, and so she had everything. I think Aiden was due in, in mid to late April. So like by January, we had we kind of had everything. And um, I think the biggest things for us, the convertible car seat that you can just take out and then put it on uh, put it on the stroller. I think that was very convenient for us. Yep. And just convenience things, you know looking forward to a to a good backpack that that I can pack a lot of stuff in and and take you know I think we still struggle with that ours is you know on its last leg um, and then the, I think the biggest thing for us was uh, just getting the rooms ready and that is what made it feel real yep you know put together all the furniture you know and that's a that's definitely a relationship building and yeah you, and you don't want to do too that too late in the pregnancy process because it's pretty arduous yeah you know? I mean it's like all this stuff, you're like, oh my gosh, you know. Yeah, no, that's a lot. Yeah. What's interesting, you keep saying us when choosing, you know, was that a pretty joint process of picking everything out and then, or were there things that you were like, I have, you know, I have to have this, I heard this, or someone told me about this. Is yeah. there anything that mattered to you more? Um, not necessarily, I don't think. I mean, again, Julia, Julia really did help with all that, right? Yep. I mean, so that's, that's how I, um, you know, I kind of went off of what she felt was would work best for our for our family, and I've never had a kid before. She's never had a kid before. We don't know. We're just like looking through and reading the blogs and kind of doing everything. And but you read multiple different sources, right? Right. And so it's hard to know. Every single one recommends. Just that sort of pick a pick a strategy and go with it. Yeah. You know? Is there anything that you would say now, looking back, for the first year of two kids that? you couldn't live without that you were like, if there was one thing that I could tell every dad on this podcast to get, what, like, what is that piece of gear? Hmm. When they were a baby, I, I like, I loved the, I, I really did love the, the car seat that like, that clicked in the base, but then as soon as, you know, I can unclick it, you can bring it in with you to, to family, you can set it down on the floor, you can, you know, set it in a safe place, they can still be sleeping, you can clip it to the top of the stroller. Um, that's, I, that was probably my favorite, favorite piece. Yep. Um, yeah. No, I love that. I mean, I think for us, when we're looking at products, you know, the Oya bag, the functionality and the versatility that you can use, you know, kind of one thing and bring it on the go and it has all the same, you know, all the functionality that you would ever need yep. in one piece. So um, shout out to that. Absolutely. That car seat. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's built for that, you know? So I think, 
you know, for dads, we don't want 15 different things. We want one thing to accomplish everything that we need to. So that's, that's great that you found that one piece. Yeah, that's what we need. So when you were prepping for number two with Nico, did you kind of go back through? Did you feel like you got, you already had everything that you needed? We actually gave a lot of stuff away. Okay. You know, and because we were like, why? Why is that? Well, we had we wanted no kids, <laughs> right? And then we had one. And we're like, all right, we're one and done. Yeah. And then we were like, you know what? Let's just let's have another. Like, let's have another. And um, so then I had given a lot of stuff. So I work with uh, residents that are in the training process to to become attending surgeons, orthopedic surgeons, and as does Julia. And so. Uh, some of the residents were having kids, and so I gave them a lot. Of, I gave them a lot of stuff. Yep. And uh, so then we had to buy buy it all again, and we, we stuck with the same stuff. Right. You know, um, we we just we knew that we liked it, and um, stuck with all the same stuff. Yeah. What about like mental preparation? Anything different for number two? You know, I think the you know the you ask different people in different there are different opinions of, is it harder zero to one? Is it harder one to two, two to three, et cetera? Like, yeah. Meant, like how did you, did you prep any way mentally differently for number two? I mean, I think Nico? it's, I think it's, so zero to one is, is difficult. Like, because you go from having all of your time being your time yep. to now all of your time basically being someone else's time. Um, but there's, but, but you're still two to one. Like you're still two people on one person. And then when you go to two, then you start splitting the duties and you start spending less time together because you're sometimes off doing different things. And I think that was hard for us. Um, so that was like not, a, not really anticipated. I think the, like the, the newborn stage of the second one was easier because you kind of been through it and you sort of know what to expect and you yep. sort of, you know, you didn't really remember, but you kind of remember it and you just sort of figured it out again, but it felt very familiar. It wasn't like totally new territory, Yep. but I think the act of like having sometimes to be more separated because you know, mom's with the newborn and I'm with the toddler and you know, the newborn's trying to sleep and the toddler wants to go crazy. Right. I mean, so every day, um, exactly. Yeah, I agree. I think there's, there's this sort of confidence when you have number two or, you know, you kind of, you can see, you know, however far you've gotten with number one, I did. You can I, see it. I do remember one week where we were potty training Naden. So we were all. So Julie was home on maternity leave, and she decided if I'm home with the newborn, this is now the time for me to potty train our toddler. And she would carry around this little toilet, and Aiden would. Aiden was fully naked for. A couple of days <laughs> and just no clothes and she would just be off and on this toilet for every waking moment and as soon as she got up off the toilet we said okay set your potty timer and she, then she set her potty timer for five minutes as soon as that timer went back off she would sit back down on the toilet and we did this for a week straight and you know so we got a newborn that's crying Aiden is, is, is at her wit's end. She's losing it. She's trying to figure sure. this out, right? She did not like the feeling of peeing not in her diaper for yeah. the longest time. It's like, it was super strange, obviously, to her. And I remember her being very, you know, stressed out about that and thinking, like, this is how I imagined parenting being. Like, that was, like, a very stressful moment. Yep. Like, just Julie and I looking at each other being like, this is 
this is crazy. Yeah, I mean, you, nothing else in the world matters at that. You yeah. can't. You can't think yeah. of anything beyond that. And uh, yeah, so I think about. I definitely think about that from time to time. Like that was like exactly like when I thought about parenting before kids. When I thought about parenting and I thought about the crying and the difficulties, like that was that. That was that moment. Yeah. But it was like four days. I, I and the rest I, of the time, it's it's like. It's, it's hard, right. but it's so rewarding. Right? I want, yeah, I wonder what it... Actually, we should ask this to more people. Like, what is that moment that you're like, this is parenting? This was like, this is what I thought parenting would be all the time. Yeah. It was like four days. But it's not. It's not. It's not like that all the time. Exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, you know, like that's what you're like, oh, you know. Yeah. They're just going to be crying all the time. It's going to yeah. be miserable. And it's going to... We're going to... You know, but no, it's, it's, it's great. All right. Shifting a little bit, you know, you talked a little bit about Julie being on leave and, you know, now's the time. Casey, okay, so you were not on leave at that time. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, you were working. So, like, the, the role of dad. Do you think, you know, what do you see as the role of dad? Do you think that is changing, you know, you compared to your dad, your grandpa? Like, do you have any thoughts on kind of the role and how it's, it's perceived and um, how you approach it? Yeah, I mean, being a mom is incredibly difficult, right? Being a dad is not any less difficult in its own way, I think. Um, I think that the dad, uh, the dad job is, is changing. I think, I hope that we are more involved now than what we used to be, you know, in, yep. in the 50s and 60s and whatever. Um, me growing up, I think of my dad. My dad was also an orthopedic surgeon. He worked a lot. And I never really, I never remembered ever like holding that against him. It was just, sure. dad's at work. Normal. Dad's Normal. at work. Yep. You know, dad's at work. Um, so what I try to do is is obviously um, you know, when I'm home, I try to be more present. I work on that every day. So I, I really struggle with that. We've talked about that this, this trip when you guys are up here. It's like, I yep. struggle with that every day. So for me... Having things planned in the evening, like after work, is very helpful to me. Otherwise, I come home and I feel fairly burned out from the day. Yep. And and then then it makes it makes it hard. But if we have something, you know, like Nico tomorrow night, we go to swimming class with him. So and I and I'll take him. I take him in the water and and I I enjoy that because yep. it's 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 time it's time for just me and him. It's time for you know I can't. I can't access my phone. I can't access, you know, the electronic medical record. I can't access those things. Right. And so having something for me, having something after work has actually been very, very helpful. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's, but I work on it. I work on this every day. Yeah. Right? I think it's, it's just so hard. It's so easy to come home if they're doing fine, you know, if they're not screaming, just to be like, okay, they're good, you know, and be able to take some time for you, especially as we talk about you know, now having two, right, where it's, you're always one-on-one -on -one now, yeah. right? It's, yeah. it's man-to-man, -man, yeah. not zone anymore. Yep. I heard, uh, I, I listened to um, another dad, dad podcast, and uh, they were talking about how, you know, like things that you can do kind of when you come through the door, and, you know, two of the ideas where you can, one, either throw, you know, throw an impromptu dance party, right? You, know, you come it. through the door and you just, you know, drop everything and just, you know, for five minutes, just have an impromptu dance party. And the other thing is, is, uh, is say like, we're gonna play like ultimate hide and seek where you got like a hundred seconds to hide. 
and kids don't know what 100 seconds is. You, right. do, you can, whatever, you can get your stuff organized. You can One, do what you want. Yeah, 100. Exactly, you know, and you can get, get your stuff organized. You can come in, you can do whatever, you know, and, um, you know, just something to, to kind of immediately engage, right? Yep. Take that deep breath immediately engage and, and try to be, try to be present, you know, cause there's nothing happier than your kid running after you when you open the door. Yeah. Right. And it's, oh, yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. Right? That's a dream. What do you, what about like observing other dads, you know, like obviously you're not in their house every night, but from an engagement I, I get jealous of other dads. Yeah. Like in a, in like a good way. Yeah. Right. I, I said this the other night when we were all with family, like, I feel like I'm a better dad when I'm around other people with kids hmm. because you can see how they interact. You could, you know, they're going through it. They're living with, they're living it. I'm living it. We're all kind of going through the same things and you can, and you can take some pointers from them. You can see what they do. You can see how they would correct a behavior or whatever the situation is. And, yep. and it's very helpful. Um, and so, you know, that's why I think like these, these podcasts and this like this you know medium for for listening for dads is uh can be very helpful because we're all going through it you know and we're all sort of trying to figure it out there's no it's not a if it was an a to z thing like it'd be easy right Right. just do it if you you follow your steps of you know you think about it from your medicine right medicine you go to med school you have a learning curriculum you go to residency you have a learning curriculum fellowship that you are, you know, it's it's pretty laid out. I think for dads, it's completely different, right? There is no learning curriculum. Every day, it's something different, new, and yeah. Can you imagine being a mom though? No, like going to work and figuring everything else out. Pumping and eating well, and in the middle of the night. No, it's the probably the hardest job on the planet. I, and I think, think so. We have two amazing spouses. Shout out Anne and Julia for everything you guys do, but. Yes. No, it's it's incredibly incredibly hard. Um, so, what did I say to Julia on my way home on work from Friday? <laughs> I think one. Do I you think want... you called her a tank. <laughs> no, did I say? Do you want me to buy you flowers from Meyer, <laughs> or do you want me to come directly home to be with you? <laughs> she she chose the latter for everybody <laughs> listening. She chose the latter. She said, "Just come home. <laughs> Just come home." <laughs> And then she hung up and said, it was the thought that counts. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to our moms. We're, we're doing this on the Monday after Mother's Day. We had a great Mother's Day. Yeah, we did. It's perfect. So great. It's perfect. So the last kind of area that we want to talk about is kind of what you're already going into of observing other parents and dads is the idea of, of community and you know, do you do you have other dads that you talk to about dad stuff? Is that something that is interesting? Is that you know you listen to another dad podcast? Yeah. Do you, is there you know a one to one? I'm talking about like do you text Schultz like hey you know you're yeah. going through this like how, how do you see dads and and community specific to dads? Yeah, I mean it's 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 uh, no. I think the short answer to your question is no, right? I mean I want that, um, but. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it would it would be nice to be more involved in a, in a community um, and be able to access free information about how to be a great dad, right? It's just like when I I equate it to being in residency. So in in surgical residency, you can't be involved in every surgery that happens. Right. So you learn from all the other residents that are doing their surgeries, and so we have these we have these uh, morning 
conferences every morning at 6.30 in the morning, um, and we call it Sign Out. And it's basically we show x-rays and we from the day before and the x-rays from the, the surgeries of the day, and you try to, and, and you see what, what happens and you see what what surgery was done, how it was done, and you have like a real brief talk about it, and that's like what a dad community could be. Or it's just that's like, so fascinating. You know, it's just like you can't you can't be a dad in every facet, you know, all the time and like learn everything, but you can you can learn from somebody else having gone through it. Yep. Yeah, I think even this weekend, just being staying with you guys for the weekend, right? How do you get? Nico and Aiden to eat healthy, right? That's always something that we are struggling with, right? Like, what can you get Leo to eat? Leo's favorite thing to eat right now is sprinkles. So we put those on Greek yogurt to get some sort of uh, nutrition into him. But I'd say Nico and Aiden eat very healthy. So we've, I'm taking a lot of things home from just, this trip. You just lie to them. <laughs> <laughs> just tell them that it's, that it's Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol cheese and Paw Patrol <laughs> bread and Paw Patrol broccoli. Yeah, exactly. This is a Paw Patrol toasted cheese. Okay. okay, number one learning from this episode is just lie to your children. You know, in a fanciful way. Right. right. I mean, you know, use your imagination. It's not lying. Oh. You're, it's branding. You're branding the cheese. You're branding the bread, right? It's, yeah, exactly. It's appropriate. Um, no, I think, you know, for us, the community side of it, you know, obviously we've got our bag, but I think the the bigger piece of it hopefully is, you know, that we can build a community around dads, the dads that want a bag of their own and therefore, you know, are also self-selecting that they want to be a bit more engaged and starting to get those dads together. I hope someone listening to this episode is saying, oh, you know, that's interesting that he thought about it this way, or he talked about the dance party and coming home to that. And I love doing that. Or, you know, so I think for us, we also want to make sure that we're connecting dads, you know, another... and just no, we're all going through it. Right. right. I mean, we're all living this and it's not, it's not easy and, uh, it's not all hard, right? It's not all hard. It's not all easy. And it's, it's, but it's super rewarding. And we're going through the same situations, right? So it's, it's a similar surgery or it's a similar, behavior that your child is doing at home. How are you dealing with this? How are exactly. you going through it, right? And I think it's kind of nice to be able to ask a dad about it because mom's got a very different and a hard job and a different mentality, right, than a dad does. So how can you, how can we leverage each other to make the most of, of our parenting? Um, that was it, thanks. Um, any final comments? I guess if you had any recommendation, piece of advice for another dad to close us out? Like what would that single piece of advice be? Uh, I think for me, it's, it's being a team player with, with your wife or your partner. And, uh, and I think for me, that's, that's the biggest piece of advice because this, you can't do everything by yourself. They cannot do everything by themselves and it has to be a partnership. And whatever that means in, in the household, um, try to help define that, continue to define it, reevaluate it. Uh, Julia and I call board meetings okay. where we, we, we lay out an agenda and we go through, we go through every detail of, of our, our lives. Where are the kids at? What's the, where are the finances? What are we doing? What's coming up? What are, the, what are the big dates? What are all these things? What do we have? What do we have to do? Um, How often do you do that? Not enough, right? I mean, and the fact but, that you do is awesome. But you know, I mean, those are those are the things that uh, I think 
help strengthen our relationship and, and help us become like better partners for sure. Yeah. Nick's role in the family, to be clear for everybody, is he's the gopher. <laughs> if he needs something done, you just tell him to do it and he gets it done. Exactly. And but that's partnership. But I am, I am an excellent gopher. <laughs> I love it. Well, well, thanks for the time. This is awesome. Obviously, a lot of laughs, a lot of good learnings, a lot of great ways to think about things and approach things. Um, you know, for anybody else who's listening to this that wants to talk, wants to tell their side of the dad story, um, that wants to get involved in the community, that's looking for, you know, a, a diaper bag that's designed for dad um, on the outside, but gives you all the functionality that you need. Uh, Rava.co, that's R-A-V-A-A dot C-O. Email us at info at Rava, Joe at Rava, Mike at Rava, or find us on Instagram, Rava Dads. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it.